it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on Ordinary Money. And we're back for another episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here with my co-host, Angie Sparks. Hey, Angie. Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm splendid. Trying to stay warm. We've got a big snowstorm rolling through the area and uh, temperatures drop down into the teens and wind chills down to zeros and negatives. So how about you? Um, I played golf this morning and I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt. (laughs) It was getting a little chilly by the end, though. I think our temperatures dropped into the 60s, 69, because we had um, a little bit of a rain showers come through. And so it was a little chilly at the end. I know that sounds horrible. But that must be awful uh, dealing with such cold temperatures there. I try really hard not to rub this time of year in. <laughs> it, I really do. This is this is our payback though for living here during August and September. So y'all can rub it in in August when I'm just ready to punch people because I can't stand the heat another minute. Yeah, I love that kind of uh, time of the year. I love the temperatures down in Florida and. Although it's not something I have to deal with on a daily basis. So I like that heat. I like getting down to the warmer temperatures in that time of year where you're like, hey, I want to get out of here and I want to go up north and and cool down a bit. Yes, 100%. We uh, can be reached uh, here in the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. If you are listening and you're not a member of the Award Travel 101 Facebook community, go to facebook.com join Award Travel 101. We talk about lots of different topics related to travel rewards, traveling, miles and points, credit cards, different news topics. And those are all things that you can find. We have several hundred posts every single month that we discuss in the group and in community. And those are all things that we cover. We're going to cover a few of those things here. Why don't we start out, Angie, with our question of the week from Jessica Stanek. She'd asked how to persuade her husband or her P2, player two, about how to open a card. And she says that he flies Southwest frequently and he could help earn companion pass, but he's too stubborn to listen and open up the (laughs) card. So... How can we help Jessica? What kind of things would we maybe suggest to help him see the light? Um, That's a really tough one because I know with mine, I kind of had to just get him to say, just trust me on this. You know, let let me have your social security number and I'm going to open some cards in your name. And I promise you, your credit score is not going to tank. And so, you know, I signed him up for an Experian account and I showed him how, look, your credit score is continuing to go up and up and up. I try really hard to make it easy on him where he only has to carry three cards with him on a regular basis. We have a label maker, which has saved our marriage. And, you know, we label his one for food. He has one for gas and he has one for other. And we also said it that if it's under a hundred dollars, just 
just use the card that's in your wallet. And I try really hard just to let it go that we missed out on some multiplier points, but he's gotten really good with it being over a hundred dollars. He'll call me and ask me, okay, which card should I use? But to get to that point, um, we had to go slow with him. So I opened the majority of the cards to start and then maybe open one card for him. And if her husband is truly against it, She's almost going to have to show him what she can do with points and, you know, oh, look, we just made this purchase and we earned this many points. And, oh, look, the sign up bonus came along and look at the flights that we can book because of this. It's almost like you just you have to prove it to the reluctant P2s, the benefit of the hobby. And sometimes they just aren't willing to do it. And in which case, you know, you are a little hamstrung because it's a whole lot easier to earn the points if you can refer back and forth to each other and you can have one person in one, you know, points ecosystem and the other and, you know, a different one. So I don't know. How did you convince Jesse to start doing it? Well, basically we started and uh, we ended up finding ways that we're going to come up with these bonuses. And so I started and just went kind of slow, like you said, and, and I, did it myself. And then once she started seeing that we were actually not going into debt, we were not uh, getting into trouble, our credit scores were not going down. And in fact, I've written a number of posts in the group about how my credit score has either equaled or gone up over time. You know, I'm about 30 cards in between my wife and me, and we both have 830 credit scores. So we have not destroyed our credit. You just have to understand the system and know what goes into that credit score. And that's usually what most people are afraid of is that they've been told Mm -hmm. some bad information that their credit is going to tank if they apply for a card. Sure, you're going to lose a couple of points when you put in that application, but that's a very small portion of your score. Your score is based on how how much credit you're using and to how much you have and how, how well you continue to pay that every single month and make sure that you're paying it timely. So it's building up those histories. And that's really what goes into that score. And you're going to find out that probably your score goes up. And as it goes up, you can get more credit, more cards, more bonuses, and then do more travel on a budget, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So we're at the point now because we're like you, we've got quite a fair amount of cards between the two of us. And I tell people when they first start out, I'm like, you don't have to be me, really. You don't have to have a zillion cards. Exactly. Be like my husband, have three cards and just see what that does. And, you know, they see that I'm going on five trips a year and they're only able to go on (laughs) one. And I'm like, you might need to open a couple more cards to get the signup bonuses. Yeah. You know what? Here's something that you want to also focus on is not to get too bent out of shape out of it. You know, one of the times I remember... Um, I had gotten the American Express gold card. And of course, that card earns four times points at uh, grocery stores or dining. And I remember that my wife had made a purchase and she didn't use that card. She used some 1x earning card. And I don't even remember. It was so long ago. But she came home and told me that. And I was furious. Mm -hmm. And it really, if you think about it, it was a few points. I mean, maybe she, she cost us a couple hundred points. and. Was it worth that to be, you know, so bent out of shape out of a few hundred points? You know, we're all going to learn. We're going to grow. And trying to yell at that person isn't going to make them be like, 
hey, I'm really excited to do this again, you know, because what am I going to screw up the next time that they're going to get out? So just make sure that you don't get bent out of shape if the spouse goes and at least if they make that effort and they're trying to use the card. And like you, you, you know, you said earlier that your husband often asks you anymore what he can uh, spend, you know, what card to use for that particular offer. My wife does the same now often for me and she comes back and says, hey, should I use this card or which card? Sometimes I'm not timely and she just guesses and picks a card. Sometimes she's right. Sometimes she's wrong. But I try to find a card that overall is covering the bulk of her spend so that, you know, if that issue arises, that we don't have that. So she only has a few cards. And right. one of them is the City Premier, which has 3x in many categories she spends in daily. So that kind of resolves the situation for me. My husband loves to tell the story about when we when I first really started getting into the hobby hard. Um, it's just a coincidence. I happened to be in my Chase account looking at, you know, how many points we had, what purchases were coming through because you know, I try and keep an eye on with all these credit cards, you know, what what charges are going through every week in posting. Well, I happened to notice that something posted from the gas station using, I don't know, his some card that earned like 1x. I don't even remember what it was, maybe a freedom or something like that. And he pulled into the driveway and I went, I opened the door and I'm like, why did you use your freedom card at the gas station? Because it wasn't a quarterly bonus category at mm-hmm. that point. And he goes, and he and he pulls it out and it, it wasn't the freedom, whatever card it was, he thought it earned on dining. Don't ask me. Anyway, I open the door. I'm like, why'd you use that card at the at the gas station? And he pulls out a package of Twinkies. He goes, because I bought food. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter where you what you bought at the gas station, use the gas card. Yeah. That's when we that's when he bought the dynamo label maker and we instituted the hundred dollar limit. And I'm like, okay, if it's under a hundred bucks, like you said, just a couple of points and Happy marriage. We'll just let that one go. So let's move on. Uh, we've got some news and enhanced card offers and some cards offers that you know have been around for a while and we never know when some of those will die. So let's start off with uh, a couple of the card offers first, talk a little bit about some news, and then uh, we'll talk about some bonuses that we've been working on. And the Inc. 90,000 point offer on fee-free cards. What do you think of those? Oh, I think they're great. I wish I could get a couple more. I'm kind of maxed out on how much they're going to give me from a business card standpoint, though. Um, And for whatever reason, I can't get or P2 can't get business cards from Chase. It would require him to call in and talk to them. And so it's just (laughs) not going to happen. But I'm like telling everybody that I know, I'm like, if you are eligible for a business card, get this thing now. Um, Yeah, because it's been around. It has been around for a little bit now. And, you know, these offers, they can, they tend to stand for, you know, 60 to 75 days. I think we're sitting right around that mark now. So I don't know if it'll continue or not. But yeah, it's an incredible offer for a fee free card. Yeah. And as long as you have um, either the ink preferred, which I don't find the value in that card. I've got a friend of mine, she owns her own business and it's an advertising agency. So she maxes out on that card every year. But if you have an ink preferred 
or you have a sapphire preferred or reserve, then those points that you're earning on that nice fee-free ink card, you can transfer into partners. So that 90,000 is pretty darn valuable. And you can apply for those every 60 days. Was that the time limit? I think the unofficial rule is really more 90 days. I have heard of people calling in and, you know, persuading the bank to let them have it sooner than the 90 day window. It's usually one personal, one business card within 30 days or wait 90 days between cards. There have been a few people though that have reported that they had luck when they technically shouldn't have been able to get the card and being approved for it. I just hate to call if I can avoid it. And again, there are two fee-free ink cards. So basically those are earning ultimate rewards as cash back that when you have these transferable point cards like the Sapphire Reserve, Preferred, Ink Preferred, Ink Plus, you can make those transferable points to your Chase partners. And so your $900 cash back, which is what it's advertised as, is act becomes 90,000 points. So you can do quite a bit with 90,000 points. That's on both the Ink Unlimited, which is a 1.5x earning card everywhere, and then the Ink Cash, which has 5x limited categories at um, office supply stores, cable, internet, cellular, and then also 2x on gas, which most people don't know about. So yeah, but they don't have they don't have credit card protections. Correct. And they don't, uh, it's not a card you'd want to use overseas because there are overseas charges for using that, those particular cards. So you need an annual fee card to make sure pretty much that you're not getting charged if you use those for any kind of purchases that are not domestic. How many inks do you have now? How many inks do I have? I have four total ink cards. I have three ink cash cards and one ink unlimited, which I'll get into what bonuses did we get? Okay. So we have the IHG 175K offer just came out recently. Who should get that? And does it make sense? It does not make sense for me. I'm going to say that. I know that in Europe, you can get some really good value out of IHG properties. One of our moderators, Jackie, she stays at IHG properties all the time. She's a huge fan of Kimptons. I have the old legacy IHG card that you can't get anymore. And I have a hard time even using that free night certificate that comes with it. I use it maybe for a holiday in near the airport if I have an early flight or something like that. It just doesn't fit my travel style. But For people that know they're going to be going to Europe, they're going to spend five days in Paris. They're going to spend, you know, whatever. Look at the, Paris is a good example because there are several nice IHG properties. There's some good ones up in um, like Sweden and in that area and whatnot. It would make sense for them because that's a big old chunk of points. Did you decide to get it or not? No, I, I opted not to get it. And I was considering, this was a card I was considering for because it's just one of the currencies I don't have and I'm not that familiar with as IHG. But part of that's because I have such a, a rich balance in the three other larger programs or more prominent programs in my life with Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton. So I was telling the team uh, in a chat offline here that the IHG card was something I was considering just because I didn't have those points. And it wouldn't be in a position, I, I'm in a position under 524 where I'd be eligible for that. 
but I just don't stay at IHG enough to really justify it or make sense out of it at this point. I've stayed three nights over the past 10 or 11 years now. And so trying to go after something, that's another one of those things you have to figure out what's going to make sense for your particular needs. And I just could not justify it, even if it's such a high bonus. And it, I guess you have to kind of look at that valuation because not every single point is going to have your same valuation. One chase point is going to be worth a lot more to me than one IHG point. So right. you kind of have to weigh out those different currencies. And I think that'll be a good episode we'll talk about here in the near future about point valuation, because that's another question we get in the community frequently is what is a point worth? What is an IHG point worth? What is a Marriott point worth? What's a Hyatt point worth? What's a Chase Ultimate Reward or Membership Reward, Capital One, Venture Point, all these different currencies. And we see these huge bonuses that we, you and I, we talked about this in an earlier episode is that we didn't see these large number right. of bonuses before, but they exist now. And sometimes they're attractive and draw a lot of attention but it might not be the best choice for you. Right. I think we had a couple of people that chimed in and said, oh my gosh, look at this, you know, 175,000 points. Should I get this? Should I get this? And it's like 175,000 IHG points is not worth the same as these other points out here. And it's like, what else do you already have? It's one thing when you have 30 plus cards and you're like, well, you know, maybe I've got room and I don't have a need to keep myself under 524. I'll go for it. But I also don't like to collect stuff that I'm not going to use. Right. Um, I, you know, I don't have a Hyatt card. I don't have a JetBlue card. I've never set foot on a JetBlue plane. Exactly. <laughs> so it wouldn't make sense. No matter how good the offer is, it wouldn't make sense for me to get that card. Exactly. Let's talk about the final piece of news we'll discuss today. And that is Amex Centurion Lounges limiting card holders to the Centurion lounges. What do you think of this? And do you think it's going to make a difference at the individual lounges that people like to access? So if I look at it from the people that I know in real life who use their Amex Platinum card for everything, because they do not want to do travel hacking and read everything and you know have 30 different cards for their different ideas, they will either spend 75000 and be able to take guests, or they're the kind of people they're going to go ahead and pay for a guest anyway. They might complain about it. And I know there was a lot of outrage with people very much berating the check-in agents at these lounges when on February 1st, I guess, was the day it went into effect, Yep. that they're like, what do you mean I have this $700 card and I can't bring a guest in? And it's just, you know, We've been hearing about it and talking about it for the past however long. And yes, Amex has sent stuff out, but people aren't necessarily paying attention to it. Exactly. Um, I think I even mentioned that I was staying at a Hilton hotel last year and it, it was a resort property. And this guy was just going off that, well, I'm a Hilton gold member. I should get free breakfast. It's like, well, they killed that two years ago. So you're really not paying attention <laughs> to things. So I think for travel hacking people, they're just going to do other lounge ideas or they're they're going to have multiple platinum cards in their household. I have one. My husband has one. We can't take a guess, but if the two of us are traveling, we're fine to get ourselves in. But I think I think the majority of people who have that card, they're either going to pay the fee and grumble about it 
or they will have spent enough on the card that they can get in on their own. I don't think it's going to do, I think it's for show. I don't think it's really going to have a, an appreciable effect on the crowding. And I think uh, one thing we should probably take a step back in and actually say that prior to February 1st, 2023, card holders of the Platinum card had the ability to bring themselves and two guests into the Centurion lounges at airports like Las Vegas or uh, JFK or anywhere that a Centurion lounge existed. So starting the 1st of February, that's no longer um, able to be done unless you spend $75,000 on those cards. Now, are there ways to get around that? If you're looking to bring your kids in and your kids are eligible of eligible age to get an authorized user card, and this is what I'll be doing for my kids. Uh, my daughter is very close to turning 13, which is the age you have to be. So once she turns 13, I'm going to add them, both of my children, to to my wife's Amex Platinum card. And for $175, now they'll have their own Platinum cards. Probably add a third person, and I'll probably add my dad to that as well, because we'll be traveling, and we'll talk about that on uh, one of our segments coming up on trips. And if all three people have a card for $175, now they all have access to the Century and Lounge if they're interested. So. There are some small little things. You do not have to spend 75000 if your kids are old enough to have authorized right. user cards. I think it's the people at toddlers that are going to have issues. And that's what we did when we first got that card, too, is that my husband got the card and he added our two sons and, and me. And we got authorized users for $175. But it was also back in the time, you know, I'll be again, we'll, we'll have to have a a morning show about all the things that have gone <laughs> gone away in the past. But that used to be you had like free roadside assistance or something like that. My kids were in college and they were driving junker cars. So it'd be like when I say, Mom, my car's dead. I'm like, call Amex. <laughs> well, and and the other part of it is is that the fee was significantly less too. I mean you're it talking was. about a a two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollar less fee at that point in time. So right. you know now you're you're starting to approach a grand with authorized users on this particular card. And and that's no small feat if you don't know how to get some of the other value out of those cards besides the bonuses. So, right. so let's talk about bonuses. What bonuses did we get this week? Did you uh, sign up for any new cards or did you find anything that you've completed a sign up bonus on? And where do you stand with that? I'm getting very close on two cards. Um, so... I have always wanted the Southwest um, performance business card for the Wi-Fi credit because between the Wi-Fi credit and all the other benefits on the card, it pretty much pays for itself. So I really didn't get it to go for the companion pass that we've had one and I think we've used it exactly zero times <laughs> over the past two years. So I did not get it for that. I got it because I truly wanted that card and had an 80,000 point sub on it. I'm getting super close on that. Uh, I need to, I need to buy a new oven and it's ridiculously expensive. And so that new oven is going to set me over and I'll get the 80,000 points on that. Coincidentally, I will probably end up getting the companion pass because between the 10,000 points that they were giving everybody as a bump, if you had a credit card on, right. on what was it, January 31st or mm -hmm. December, January 1st, January 31st, if you had a credit card with them, 
you got 10,000 points because they raised the, how many you needed to get the companion pass. So I had the 80,000 points. I've got that 10,000 points. I had a friend decided she really wanted to, they wanted to try and go for the companion pass Two referral fees. So I got a 20,000 on the personal and a 20,000 on the business. I'm like, well, dang. Yeah, you're not <laughs> All far. of a sudden. You're 25,000 points away. And to be clear, those that 10,000 point bump isn't 10,000 spendable points. It's just 10,000 right. points less that you would have to get towards the companion pass for anyone who's trying to pay, figure out how they get that extra 10,000 as well. Yeah, that, that messed me up because I kept looking at my points activity going, but where is it? Where is it? And then somebody told me, they're like, no, check just for the qualifying thing. I'm like, oh, there it is. Never mind. I can't spend it. <laughs> but that, that's okay. It, it, you know, with between the spend, the referral bonuses and that, it's going to get me there. So then my other thing is I got an offer towards the end of 2022 for a no lifetime language business platinum card in conjunction with opening the Amex business checking account. And if you fulfilled all the requirements for the checking account and you hit your, your sub on the Amex business platinum card, you got an extra 20,000 points on that. So um, I had some minor surgery that required some major out-of-pocket expenses, and I am very close to hitting the sign-up bonus on the Business Platinum. Almost to the point that I have car insurance that's coming due, I'm going to need another car. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I've, I've got car insurance and property insurance coming up, and I'm going to hit these two subs already. So kind of eyeballing what's out there. I'm not real sure what I want to get, but Based on my overall strategy, I need to stick with business cards because I don't want to screw up my 524 count because I have goals there. Cool. How about you? What'd you get? So I just completed the Ink Unlimited. Uh, I did get an ink. It's my, again, my fourth ink card. So you can get multiples of these cards. A lot of people don't understand or think that they have to cancel their card in order to get a new one. And that is just not the case. If you are able to max out some of the categories, like with the ink cash, you do have up to $25,000 annually you can spend on your ink cash cards. So if you can get a few of them and max those categories out, you're talking about 125,000 ultimate reward points that are earned every single year with that card minimum. So that's a, a good way for me to kind of stack up my ultimate rewards points. So I decided to get something different because I said, you know what? I have all these ink cash cards. If I go to apply for another one, I think they might be like, why do you need a fourth ink yeah. cash card? So <laughs> I decided to get the unlimited. Uh, I used the um, income taxes for the year to uh, my estimated tax payment, took care of that and knocked that out right off the bat. So I have uh, another 100,000 points on, on their way into my account. And then I was looking for another, had another bill come up. So we have our uh, property taxes due here shortly. And I said, Ooh, that's another, <laughs> you know, $4,000. I, I can knock out some kind of bonus. So what can I get? And that's where we were talking about that IHG card versus, um, you know, something else. And I started looking at it and said, you know, my wife doesn't have an Amex gold. I could refer her to that particular card. So I can get 30,000 points. They, I was actually, I have two cards that receive bumped up referral offers. So 
I have the ability to earn up to 100,000 points on both my Amex Platinum and my Amex Gold. So that'll, that's kind of a nice little you know bonus over the 55,000 points they normally offer each yeah. year. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to refer my wife a gold because I'll earn 30,000 points and then she'll earn 90,000 points. So 120,000 points. Yes, I took less points by going with the Amex gold, but those points are worth far more to me than 175,000 IHG points. So now I can do a lot more. And we all know that Amex often has these enhanced transfer bonuses as well. So you can often turn that into 25, 30, 40% more points and do things with British Airways. You can do things with Etihad. You can do things with Life Miles. There are a lot of bonus offers that really make membership rewards a much more valuable currency to me and my family. So that is what I just signed up for. And now I have to figure out what the next one is because there's a couple other expenses <laughs> coming up here, but I have a little bit of time to figure it out. So. Let's talk about trip updates. And we talked last episode about your safari and building that trip. Anything new happening? No, we're we're set. We are within a month of going. So I, now I'm in like the organization thing. It's like, okay, well, I need to figure out what clothes I have to take. And, and it's very weird because apparently because of the tsetse flies, you can't wear certain colors because it attracts them. Ah. So like, navy and white and red and I'm, I'm looking in my closet at you know all my fleeces and it's like <laughs> oh there's uh, there's a black one and a white one and a red one so i'm i've ordered a lot of clothing in the colors of dirt i like to say so i've got a lot of tan and uh olive green and things like that um it's just it's at that point now i would love we have to pack light anyway I was initially thinking, well, maybe I'll check a bag on the way over so I can take sunscreen. But then I realized I'm doing a separate positioning flight and I sure don't want to have to deal with going and collecting my suitcase and rechecking it. So I will be buying sunscreen when we get to Africa. Yeah, it's, it's good. I need, now I need to start checking the dates on when I have to start taking my malaria medicine and all that. It's, it's getting real. This is fun. Yeah, you're, you're easily within uh, a few weeks here. So much less than a month very close to that. And I'm so excited to see you finally be able to do this trip and uh, be able to do some of the cool things that go along with award travel, reward flights and hotels and all that good stuff. Now you were just down here in my neck of the woods on a daddy daughter trip. We'll talk a little bit about the different things. And, you know, we were talking about how you were able to build this incredible large safari trip and i was going to talk today looking at award travel from booking trips small or big and a lot of people seem to think that award travel is only great if you can do these incredible first class or business class flights internationally and you can do these different things with hotels at luxury and bougie hotels and not everything has to be over the top you can use award travel for all kinds of different trips. And so, yes, I was down in your neighborhood a few weeks ago. We went down and that's, uh, I say we, I did a daddy daughter or daughter daddy, however, which way you <laughs> want to look at it and uh, took my daughter down to Florida. We did a, an extended weekend. We flew down on a Thursday night after she was done with school. We visited the local priority pass restaurant and had our 
so-called free uh, dinner, which was not really free because we pay a hefty credit card fee for that card. But those are things that you look to say, how do I offset some of these expenses with these credit cards? And if you can get free uh, an entire free meal, which I posted in the group, it was like an incredible dinner with a lot of great food that we went and and then flew $21 flights each. So I had frontier status that I had booked (laughs) our flights that I booked them a few weeks ahead of time. And uh, they were just $21 each to fly us one way down from Cleveland to Tampa. And so for $42, I think it was 41, was it 4180, 4190, something like that. The two of us flew nonstop from Cleveland to Tampa. We were slightly delayed and there are issues with booking budget, low cost carriers like Frontier, but nothing was going to happen that particular night uh, that made any difference because of the delay. It was actually a storm that caused the delay. It wasn't the airline itself. So we ended up doing this, what would look like a pretty small trip, but because of a lot of the things I've learned in the Award Travel 101 community uh, with status or how to book some of these flights, how to status match such that you get these statuses, how to maximize different programs to earn some of these elite night credits or whatever. I was able to do this entire trip. And I'm looking here at the sheet right now. The total trip would have cost if you looked at it from a retail value. And I know some people don't like using this, but if I were some person off the street booking this straight out of you know, last minute booking this trip, which was a weekend trip, which I wouldn't consider to be that big of a deal was over $5,000. It was almost $5,200 for the types of benefits we received. And so there's really a lot of things that, and this is why it really excites me every single day. I look at these things and say, able to do some incredible things I was never able to do before because I was able to book this very last minute. I had some certificates from credit cards and status that I was able to burn and I needed to burn before they expired. Mm -hmm. Now with Hyatt, I could have done some things where I said, you know what, I'm going to call up my concierge after the, the certificate expires and ask her to give me points instead. But I really wanted to be able to use that for something that was better than what they were going to give me for points because they're only going to give you half to two thirds of the points of what the value of the certificate was. So if I can get more value out of the certificate, that's my goal. And the two properties down your way, I stayed at a different property every single night. I stayed at the Grand Hyatt Tampa on Tampa Bay. I stayed at the Hyatt Regency Clearwater right up on the beach. And then we drove up to Orlando and stayed at the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress, which is often talked about in our communities as being one of the Uh, Fun places to take your kids, great uh, proximity to Disney and Universal Studios, and then uh, has an incredible water park, which I'll talk about here in a minute. But the property in Clearwater and the property in Tampa upgraded us to these incredible suites too because of the status which I'd earned with Hyatt. And I had to do nothing. I walked in. I didn't request any kind of upgrades. I just said, you know, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I can't really do anything on two of them anyways, because they were booked with certificates. So you cannot apply suite upgrade awards to those particular uh, bookings. But I just showed up and we have this incredible, I mean, I'll, I'll share the post in the comments here of the podcast, but 
it was just an incredible suite that you just know that you would never have gotten had you not done something with status before. And you never would have paid that much money to do that weekend anyway. If it was going to cost that much out of pocket, you'd have been like, you were staying home. (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, you know, and I paid cash for all of our flights. Normally, I could have uh, chopped some, probably could have chopped about 400 bucks off the total cost of the trip. But I paid cash both ways. So I used uh, cash for the flights down. Like I said, it was 42 bucks. And then I paid about $210 for the flights back on United. And I did that because they were so cheap. And I knew that I had an opportunity that uh, I could upgrade those flights because as a United 1K Premier with status, and that's not something that everybody's going to have access to, but there are tools that you can use within there. And I knew that there was a specific type of award space that pops open, typically day of flight, that if you can see that open up, it's called PZ. It's a PZ fair class. You can find that in the United app using the advanced mode. And if that opens up, that I can get immediate upgrades, which is what we got. So we ended up flying first class home. And uh, again, we stayed at the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress, which has an incredible water park, great pools. A lot of people said that, you know, is the pool heated? Is the water slide heated? And there have been things in the past that people said it wasn't. It certainly was a lot warmer than the air temperature. And we were there, it was in the 70s. So, I mean, the pool had to be at least in the 80s based on my experience. But yeah, it's exactly it. Is I would not have spent the kind of money to do a, a weekend trip with my daughter. Most people in Award Travel 101 or anywhere are not going to spend $5,200 to do a trip with their kids or family to, that's a lot of money, but it if is. you can do it for, you know, pennies on the dollar. I spent all total food, car rental, airfare. And again, you could have chopped off a lot of that with uh, using reward points, but I chose to pay cash instead. I paid fi- a little over 500 bucks for that entire weekend. And I got to spend some time with my daughter. I got to focus on her and do some things that just we normally don't get to do together as a family. She got to do pool time. She got to, we got to go to the beach and collect shells. We got to run through these water parks and do a lot of fun things that this is a small trip, but it's kind of a big deal. It, it's, it's a bigger deal than most people think of because it's not this big, splashy, international, first-class flight. It was all booked economy. I happened to be able to do it up a little bit nicer because of some of the tricks I've learned through the community, but it's not, it's still a big deal. Well, it is. I I still see it as a very big deal. And she's going to remember that because she's old enough that she'll remember, remember what a great trip she had. And I'm sure she went to school on Monday going, ha ha ha, I guess what I did this weekend. (laughs) Maybe not, not quite taunting. It wouldn't have been taunting, but because that's not her persona, but she, uh, you know, she had people ask where she was and here she was in the sun and at the beach and water slides and parks. And it's like freezing cold and snow back home in Ohio. And I just would like to let our listeners know real fast before we move on here. Joe is the one with all the status. So he's going to know all these tricks about the airlines and the hotels. And I am the one without the status. I have (laughs) hotel status if it came from a credit card. That is it. Otherwise, I am hashtag team free agent here. So and and a lot of the status is stuff that's all started from a casino status match. It, it you know, it, I learned how to utilize some of these things and make them more. But those are things that come with time. You know, I I think I had like fifteen different statuses uh, that were pretty high or highest tier status 
that is published in most of these programs uh, at the end of 2022. So that's not something that happens every day. And a lot of these are pandemic induced statuses. So they kept rolling them over or they, mm-hmm. they shortened requirements and made it easier. And come 2023, 2024, I'm guessing my statuses are going to look a lot different than they do today. But while it was out there and easy, low hanging fruit, why not grab it? Why, oh, yeah. why not take advantage of some of those things? And that's the kind of things that, you know, I love doing here in a war travel 101. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about our bigger trip. And this is something that was really exciting to me. And I haven't dropped it into the group yet, but I have a post that I'll talk a lot more about in that I built a trip for my dad and me to go back to Croatia. And my family background goes back to that Austrian Hungarian empire, which uh, used to be Yugoslavia. And I have family background that I'm far split from. We do not have any personal connections back to Croatia or Slovenia anymore. But my dad is aging. He's almost 80 years old. He'll be 80 later this year. And I've never been over to Croatia. He has once. And uh, that was like 20, 25 years ago. And I wanted to get over there and do a trip with him. And so but I have to do it the award travel way, you know, I have to (laughs) upgrade some of these experiences. And so this is where having those balances and building those balances. A lot of people say, Oh, I want to go this summer. Well, if you're just starting, unless you happen to have a hundred thousand dollars a month, or, you know, a lot of money that you can play with building these types of balances and even finding that award availability is going to be a challenge. But if you do this over time, keep in mind the long game here. You have time to build balances. It's just like playing the stock market. You're not going to be an instant millionaire. But if you play long enough, you're going to start building those balances. You're going to find those tricks. You're going to be able to collect the points that you need to give yourself lots of flexible options. And that's why flexible currencies. Again, we're going to talk about some of the different points and miles that we can create, we can, we can create, we can collect, we can utilize to enhance our experiences. Again, the things that I wanted to do on this particular trip, I had a few things. My dad and I want to go see some sites, but I had my mind set up that if I'm going to do this trip, my goal is not to fly economy there. Not that I have a problem. Millions of people fly economy every single year and survive. I certainly would survive doing this in economy. I wouldn't be the happiest, but I said I want to upgrade it. So I actually have flights uh, booked through United Mileage Plus. I happen to have found um, through one of our partners, which is Thrifty Traveler Premium. They have uh, they sent an award alert notice out for space to London, and I said, you know what, I can get to London, and then it's just a two or three hour flight from London over to Croatia. I'm either going to fly to Dubrovnik, I'm going to fly to Zagreb, and uh, I'll just figure it out from there. It's either going to be Croatia Airlines or British Airways. And one way or the other, I'm going to find a way from London. But because I happen to have done this status challenge with United, where I ended up getting 1K status, I actually have access to enhanced award availability over the credit card holders. So the credit card holders, if you happen to have a co-branded United card, you have access to awards that a member not holding a credit card may have access to. But 1K status actually even gives you an even further bucket to dip out of. And so I ended up finding business class flights all the way from Cleveland to 
Zagreb. And so I'm flying United over to Newark, Newark to London, London over to Zagreb. And every single one of them is going to be business class. Of course, the lie flat will be overseas to London. And then I have European business class, which is just a blocked seat in the middle over on Croatia Airlines. But that's going to be my backup flight because I plan on not being on that. So (laughs) I plan on being on a Lufthansa flight. And my goal, I've never flown some of these bigger, more plane, these planes that people often say they want to fly on. And I've never been on a 747. I went on a 1K challenge, which I posted in the community back in September, where I flew every single Boeing plane United flew uh, from the 737 all the way up to the 787 Dreamliner. But I've, they don't have 747s, and I'd really love to jump on one of those. And so I'm stocking the space in uh, that Lufthansa has. And we know that one of the tricks that a lot of people in the community talk about is that last minute award space, that space that's inside two weeks that they where they start opening awards to their uh, saver award their low level space be able to fly that and that's kind of what i'm hoping to get and if i can find it and i can piece it together as such my plan is to fly lufthansa first class and treat my dad to a first class experience on their 747 and get over there that way that would be awesome so i'm really hoping that's what it is but Again, because of some of these other tips and tricks I've learned throughout the years, I was able to, worst case scenario, I've got United Polaris. We'll have Polaris Class Lounge in Newark. We have a few hours there. We'll have United Club and as a 1K, I'll have access to a special club in London because uh, we do have at this time a very long layover in London, but not long enough to leave the airport uh-huh. and uh, get to see any part of the city. So shoot. There's a very nice first class. It used to be the United First Class Lounge that's only available to 1Ks and their unpublished top tier status, which is called Global Services. And so, you know, again, I'm going to do it the war travel way. I'm going to find some of these lounges, but whatever it is, I'm going to make it work. I ended up using points, uh, Marriott points, which I haven't touched. I've, I've had a significant chunk of these things that have been sitting around because I can just never seem to find a good place to use them. I've got a really nice suite at the Westin in Zagreb. I've got a beachfront property at the La Meridian in Split. And then uh, care of one of our former moderators, um, Aaron Hurd, she mentioned that the Hilton Imperial is a beautiful place to stay. And she took her family there many years ago. She has a post in Award Travel 101 about staying there. I ended up getting a few nights at the Hilton Imperial using Hilton points. So we've got all our stays taken care of. How do I get home? (laughs) Well, you know, another one of these aspirational products is Emirates. Everybody says, I want to fly the 380. And uh, Croatia doesn't happen to be too far across the way from Italy, where Emirates flies a fifth freedom route from Milan to back to the States. And a fifth freedom route is basically where they're not connecting to their own hub. They are flying from one country to another country that is not their base country. So whereas you would typically connect in Dubai on Emirates, this is a a route that runs from Italy back to the United States and to JFK Airport. And I said, I'm going to get on the 380. And I happened to find business class dates that would work for us to return home. 
And my goal is to, again, get us up to Emirates first class suites. And that is requiring a lot of points if that space happens to open up. But again, it's going to be one of these experiences that how often am I ever going to be able to do that with my dad? You know, I'm going to be 44 very soon. My dad's going to be 80, not too far into the future here. And I don't know how much time I have left to do these kind of things with them. And I, you know, I want to treat them to some of the things that I've learned because as I mentioned in our very first episode, I came from a family who aren't big fans of credit cards. They do the philosophies of a lot of the Dave Ramsey type things where they pay cash, they don't use credit cards. And I want to show him some of these things that I've learned over these years. Does he know anything about the trip? Or are you just saying we're going from this state to this state and you're going to surprise him? You no, know, he knows a little bit about it. And uh, that's, but I don't think he fully understands really what I've gone through to piece this together the way we have, because there's a piece in between that was a struggle to find. And it's the smallest particular <laughs> piece of it was connecting us from Dubrovnik back to Milan. And that's a pain in the butt. There's no good way. And luckily, really, I, yeah, the, the best award I happened to come across uh, was an Aeroplan Award connecting us using Austrian airlines through Vienna. Oh. And so we have to fly, connect to Vienna, and then fly from Vienna over to Milan. And then we're going to have a day in Milan. So we're going to explore <laughs> the city a little bit while we're there. But it just, there's no, there's no nonstops. I was trying to really give us, you know, some extra time and the connection in Vienna is kind of short. So it kind of makes me a little nervous, but I guess we'll see how it goes. And again, this is a trip that, um, if you look at it from a retail standpoint, uh, just as it's currently booked, it's a $15,000 trip. There's no way he or I are going to spend that kind of money. But even with some of the upgrades that I paid for, like I paid for an upgrade at the hotel in Zagreb. It's like 220 bucks. Our total out of pocket for this thing is like 700 bucks. Oh, and, that's crazy. You know, to do all these things in these very aspirational programs in these hotels and these uh, airlines and to be able to do something like this, it's just not something I would have dreamed of prior to War Travel 101. I'm excited to hear what he thinks about this afterwards and his first time where he does a lie flat seat on an airplane going over the ocean. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'll talk about uh, a segment we're going to do, and it's called What You Didn't Know. And one of the (laughs) things I learned from this as I was trying to piece this together, because originally we were going to fly into Venice and that just didn't work out. Uh, we ended up, we were thinking of taking a, a cruise. That's what he originally wanted to do. And we just couldn't get all of the award flights and the dates and everything to line up mm-hmm. to allow us to do the cruise. And of course, I'm doing this with him. So we're talking about 10 days away from my family. I've never been away from my family for more than six days ever before. So this is going to be a, a fairly long trip. And thankfully, it is at the beginning of summer. So Luckily, everybody will be off school. My wife will be off work since she's a teacher. And I will be able to do this and spend this time with my dad. But again, it's one of those things where you can't always get everything you want. You know, there are sometimes there's these trade offs, and we never know when we're going to find the award space. You know, if I had been off a couple of days here or there, this trip may not have happened. Or at least see, at least it wouldn't have happened in the way that it's currently configured. 
So, you know, I would have been obsessing out on it, you know, trying to figure a way to make it happen. But this trip is big. This is a big trip for us and big trip for me. And it's something that, you know, I talk about it like, oh, I'm doing all these incredible things, but let's talk about the time I invested. I mean, I had a good solid 40 hours into putting this trip together, finding the awards, trying to line up the dates, line up the hotels, line up what we're going to do in these places. And it's almost like a travel agent. It's kind of like a job. And there are those things that there are these stressful moments where you're like, I I went to change an award because um, all of a sudden we had this trip that we were going to go to London and the, the awards disappeared. And I was like, now what do I do? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, there are a lot of interesting things that happened, but let's talk about what you didn't know. And there's something that came up. I was asking questions, and this is why I profess asking questions in the Award Travel 101 community, because you never know what's going to pop up. People think, oh, I'm too advanced. I, I don't need this anymore. And I asked this question here in Award Travel 101, and I found out something that was going to look really cool until we decided not to go to Venice. And that is that choice, the choice rewards program is a lot more appealing. And it's something that people should be looking into because you have some transfer partners, you have Capital One, you have City and City would be the optimal choice because you can get one thank you point will turn into two choice points. So if you have a card like the double cash, you're earning four choice points. If you have a card like the Premier, where you're earning 3x on dining, you're earning 3x on travel, you're earning 3x on uh, gas or groceries, those kind of things. That's now six choice points. And choice has this particular interesting thing that happens, whereas their dates, I guess one of the things about them is that you can't book them far in advance. You're talking about a 100-day window to be able to book these awards. But if you can find the awards open, is interesting is that you can book any room that is open with that award. So a standard room at this particular hotel and property, it was the Hotel Aquarius in Venice, which is an Ascend. And it was like 350 bucks a night. A lot of people were telling me to stay at some of these palaces and these things that were spending like 1500 to $2,000 a night, which I could have done with my Marriott points. But I was just like, you know, we're going to get in later. We're not going to have a lot of time to explore. And then we're jumping on a cruise and we're going to take off. So there's just not a lot of time to really enjoy the property. Why am I going to blow 120,000 Marriott points or certainly not spending $2,000 a night to stay there? So I found this, I looked into this thing and it was about 350 bucks a night. But whether it was a standard room, whether it was the upgraded rooms, whether it was an corner room that was like a better view or whether it was the suites every single one of them was the same price oh that's crazy so it was like twenty thousand points per night you know twenty thousand choice points which is like ten thousand city points ten thousand city points and these suite their suite was like seven hundred some dollars a night so now ten thousand city points can book this seven hundred dollar a night property and that's what i think people should know from this episode is that Take a look at choice. They're, they they may not have properties everywhere you want to go here in the U.S. You know, a lot of their pro- properties are lower. But if you look at that choice program, there may be hotels internationally that you're getting a ton of value from. Even here, uh, we have a, one of our Award Travel 201 members that is 
huge into choice. And he gets a ton of value out of those here domestically, staying in places like New York City. And they're not the bougiest hotels around, but they get you that room, that place to sleep, and then, you know, get, give you the ability to explore the city or, or wherever you want to go. So there are options. And there's another option that I'll talk about later with preferred hotels. And uh, there's some luxury or upper scale programs. And we'll talk about that in a future episode as well. Well, that's awesome. I didn't know that about the choice hotels. And I have a trip later on this year that I need to get, I need a hotel room and it's an expensive city. So I think I'm going to go check that out as an option because that wasn't even on my radar. So with that, we are wrapping up another episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Angie, where can we find Award Travel 101ers? Where can we find you and everyone else here in the community? On Facebook, we have the Award Travel 101 Facebook group, the original one. We have our advanced paid group, uh, which has open posting, which is Award Travel 201. We also have our satellite groups, Travel Grumps 101 for our first world travel problems that we solve with jokes and memes. It's Keep it lighthearted, people. <laughs> we have, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. We have started something new this year for people that either want a little more personalized assistance or they want somebody just to really help them put together their own credit card strategy, do some, teach them how to do, you know, research for getting flights um, or put together, help them put together their own credit card strategy called the Word Travel One on One where you can schedule a session with one of the team members one-on-one to help them out. And you can always direct message us if you have questions and we can you know, answer you quickly. The, the one-on-one is a new thing because we get a lot of direct messages and we like to keep the stuff in the group so that everybody can learn. But it's always gonna be there available for free for you to go and find out. You just might have to read a little bit more. Yeah, and with the one-on-ones, it's a more focused, intense session on the things that are important to you. So you've already earned the point. We're not a booking service, but we'll help you with all the tools that can help you find what you're looking for and, and to get more value out of the rewards that you've spent your hard-earned time and money on earning. So with that, last thing I'm going to announce is that we do have a meetup that we'll be announcing very soon. We have already shared that with our Award Travel 201 community. So some of the things that we talk about here uh, are Award Travel 201 community, which is a paid community. It costs $90 annually. You're welcome to sign up for that. And we do share some of those things in advance with them. But that's it for today. Thanks again for joining me, Angie. And we'll see you all next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.